Welcome back to the Bench Press Podcast. I'm your host, Bennett Snyder. Across from me, we have Cameron Robertson Crobb. What up? To my left, we've got producer Timmy. What up, boys? And then joining us from at home in Westerville, in COVID protocols right now. In the COVID cave. Wesley Statman Minky. I'm glad to be back, boys. Hey, it's good <laughs> to have you. Wes, before we get into our sponsorships and anything like that, um, how are we doing with the vid? We doing all right? Yeah, it feels good. I feel like uh, old Tony Diggs. I feel like I'm a COVID survivor uh, getting through the worst of it, but I'll be back. I'll be back tomorrow, back to record around the rink episode. I'm ready to go, boys. That's huge. 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 Fighting through demons. Yep. That's because that's what we do here at Bench Press Media. We are resilient. But obviously safe, of course. Uh, of course. Uh, Karav, who's the Bench Press uh, podcast sponsor? I mean, couldn't have butchered that anymore. But no, I said, uh, who is our sponsor? Max's Meals, my friend. Thank you. I just meant you could have said it in a more elegant way. Like every Bench Press podcast is presented by Max's Meals. If you haven't checked it out, what are you doing? Website's in our bio on Instagram at Bench Press Media. Figure it out, people. Figure it out. Max is awesome support yes so before we get into the super bowl matchup on the way <laughs> i was gonna say i, th- I, I think you say, mean championship yeah, week. I like, super bowl hasn't championship happened yet, week. you know what i'm in shock still that's honestly why <laughs> you know what it hasn't really set in yet we're gonna get into it but we gotta get some athletes some recognition Absolutely. we have signed 10 athletes in what the recent weeks probably past few weeks. the past two 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 three weeks that's probably. huge crop list them off days. All right, people, we got 10 new bench press media athletes. I'm going to start it off with uh, our own Ohio University's own Casey Crawford, head basketball manager of the Ohio University yeah. men's basketball team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was waiting for the applause to stop. Okay, next one, we got a good friend of you guys, Owen Spencer yeah. from Citadel Men's Basketball. It's, Shout it's out, Spence. It's about time he joined. It yeah. is about time. We've been he, in, that yeah. one's been in the works forever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you guys heard him last week on the podcast, Brody Foley. Yep. Blue check Brody, Indiana Big, football. Huge. Uh, we actually took over an entire lacrosse team. It's crazy how that happened. Shout out Frostburg State Men's Lacrosse. We have four new athletes, Parker Masters, Ryan Tyler, Brady Crumbacker, and Tyler Dooley. Shout out those guys. Uh, we got Cole Fisher, University of West Georgia men's basketball. Shout out, Cole. And then we got two more of our own homegrown Ohio University. We got Bodie Littlefield, Ohio University women's field hockey. And today, you're going to hear him. He's coming in studio later this episode. Josh McDaniel, Ohio University men's basketball player. Shout out to the 10 of you guys. We are happy to have you on board. I uh, can't wait to work with you guys moving forward. It's huge. You, you mentioned Josh McDaniel, he's not just joining the show. Yeah, he is in studio. He is today, in the studio. To the studio. First ever in studio interview of the Bench Press podcast. He's making it to the Hall it's of huge. Fame already. It's huge. And we have to thank Wes Minky for getting COVID because <laughs> without, without Wes Minky and COVID protocols, we would not have this seat open. So, Wes, thank you for letting us take a groundbreaking step forward. Yeah, all for the team, guys. Thanks, That's Wes. Sure. Appreciate it. That's huge. Huge for Wes. What a guy. Huge Appreciate it. Huge big time, big time, big time. So, I said it already. The Super Bowl. We know the matchup. And I'm going to say it. I was the only one who took the Bengals. You and were, I'm going to take a victory lap. There's you a reason that. I've got a nice little fine glass of bubbly here. Also known as Grape Crush Soda. I'm going to take a nice little sip. Wow, that could not have been your, more slurpy. Your hand shook so much when you had to go drink that. <laughs> you know what? It tastes like success. That's what it tastes like. Wes, initial reactions from this game? 
Uh, to be honest with you, I didn't really think the, the Chiefs played as well as they could have. Uh, first half, they looked really good, honestly. Um, I was under the impressions that the Super Bowl ticket was already punched for Kansas City. I thought they were well on their way. Um, but I got to be honest, it did feel really weird the end of the first half, Tyreek Hill not scoring. Uh, I thought that was a huge play when the game was going on. I thought it was going to come back to bite the Chiefs. I didn't know how severe. Turns out if they make that touchdown, if they don't throw that behind the line of scrimmage, they probably win the game because of it. Um, but that's just wild to me that a play like that, a whole half of football left to play, and uh, look like that turned the whole turned the whole tide, and uh, turned the game around for the Bengals. Crop. Uh, yeah, I was going to build on that point. Uh, me and Bennett looked at each other yesterday when that happened, and Bennett looked right at me and said, "The last team to not take their points at the end of the first half against the Bengals was the Jacksonville Jaguars." And uh, if you guys don't remember that game back in Week Four, long, long time ago, mm-hmm. uh, Bengals won on a walk-off field goal. Evan McPherson. Yep, absolutely. If Jaguars would have taken their points, that would have gone to overtime. Mm-hmm. If Money the Chiefs would have taken, it their... did go to overtime. That's what I meant. Sorry, yeah. it, they would have won. Mm-hmm. Uh, if same thing with the Chiefs yesterday, they would have taken their points. That game would have would have been a Chiefs W at the end mm-hmm. of the game yesterday. Yeah, I'm gonna get on you for butchering there. God, he got me early. I'm getting him back. You know what? It just never really seemed like the Bengals were out of it. You know, as a fan. Oh, they're they're never out of it. As a second fan, I was team. nervous because you know he kept running it on first and second and long. But you know what? Looking back at that game, you know what? Running the ball on first and second down Killed doesn't let happen. It doesn't let Joe Burrow get sacked. And I turned to you guys, hypothetically, I was going to bet on no Chris Jones sacks, and you guys called me crazy. Chris Jones did not get a sack. He was very close, but we saw those beautiful high-stepping feet of Joey B get out of that pocket. I mean, that he, was a beautiful play. the stats don't show how well he played because, you know what, you can call him a game manager for what he did yesterday, but you know what? He stepped up through the I- touchdown pass to Jamar. Samaje Pirine. I was gonna out say of nowhere. Honestly, calling Joe Burrow a game manager for last game is so unfair to him because the reason that they were, even though they didn't really run the ball that well, the reason that the Chiefs had to play the run so hard is because you know you got Joe Burrow back there, and that if you give him any time, he was gonna shred you. He really didn't make too many mistakes yesterday. Obviously, the interception was mm-hmm. one thing, but. I also would try and force the ball to Jamar Chase when he hasn't touched it in a while. Like, you kind of have to. And Joe Burrow played lights out yesterday because he won the damn game. He's mm-hmm. the reason they won that game. Absolutely. Completely. No. I'm not going down, to— Down the stretch, he I made those— I said that without thinking. Yeah. He made those huge uh, passes to T. Higgins, and T. Higgins in overtime, eight. Joe Mixon in overtime, eight. And obviously, Money McPherson ate the Chiefs' heart. Tim, absolutely respectfully— the defense won the game. They did. Uh, I could call out every single player on the defense for winning the game. B.J. Hill had an incredible interception that we all went nuts for because we, we were talking about B.J. Hill earlier in the game. Big B.J. Hill uh, fans. The secondary absolutely would have basically got th- two or three coverage sacks because the Bengals would have a three-man rush, and it would end up with Mahomes getting sacked because the coverage was so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Hubbard forced a sack and a fumble that if the Bengals would have hopped on, would have saved the game from even going to overtime mm-hmm. right at the end of the game. Uh, Eli Apple, Chidabe Awuzie had good games. Uh, Apple Von even, Bell with Apple the even dropped a late. pick. Yeah, Von Bell with the absolute interception late in overtime that basically sealed it. Eli Apple could have had one the play before that could have sealed it. The secondary played really, really well. Uh, the Bengals defense just... They got gashed in the first half up and down the field and up and down the field. And then in the second half, they were like, hey, 
screw this shit, we're going to win the football game. Yeah, you can obviously turn to Joe Burrow and say he won the football game, but he doesn't even have the opportunity to win the football game if the Bengals' defense gives up another 21-point half. They didn't. Mahomes was absolutely flustered. There's two second half picks. Mm -hmm. And you know what the best part about Eli Apple is? He wins so graciously. He does. Such a gracious winner. I mean, he's never hurt of Twitter fingers. No. Talk about... What a good guy move, offering yeah. Michael Hardman and Tyreek Super Bowl tickets. Yes, that That's is very absolute nice. Absolute good guy move. Yeah, very nice. Wes, I heard Eli Apple may be possible Miami Dolphin next year. There's no way on that topic. Eli Apple is digging a grave he should not touch right now. I, I'm i not going to say the Bengals are uh, lucky to be in this position this year, but I can Stop. say not a lot of Bengals. No, no, not a lot of Bengals fans would have told you preseason. Yeah, I expect this team to be a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, but it's like, easy to talk when you're on top, my friend. Yes, right. But right, I agree with you. But I'm saying, like, legitimately, Eli Apple's doing something right now that um, I don't think he should really poke the bear of Tyreek Hill uh, this early in his career. Um, Just say. I mean, how is he poking the bear? He's not going to see him for until what yeah. the playoffs next, next year. No, they play in the regular season. Yeah, next right, year. yeah. Who cares? Um, my favorite part about what Eli Apple's doing on Twitter, he's not only just you know pissing on the people he's beat along the way. Mm-hmm. He's pissing from the top of the mountain oh, yeah. down to the cellar of the fan bases of the New York Giants and the New York yeah. or New Orleans Saints. He does Saints. not it, discriminate. No, he doesn't. He looked at himself. He goes, "Hey, man, I hated where I played before. I'm happy where I'm at now. Let me tell the people that I played for before, I hate you." And Absolutely. he did. Wes, I got to ask you a question now. How much does it hurt to just see the reports come back up that the Miami Dolphins offered the Bengals all three first-round picks when the three first-round picks the Dolphins had turned into Tua, who I know you believe in, but then Austin Jackson and Noah Igbenogamy? Yeah, I saw those reports as well. Um, it makes sense. Everyone was high. I mean, everyone knew Burroughs being the number one overall pick when he was selected that year, like, people were high on him for a reason he's turned out to be that guy it makes sense um and i've told you numerous times i think joe burrow is the number one guy from this class like i'm not i never said i think two is the number one guy i said i think mm-hmm. he could be the number one guy but i don't think he is right now and yeah i agree i think the dolphins made a mistake um not being able to have burrow on their team obviously he's an unbelievable player he's already top five quarterback in the league um so yeah i i buy the reports the dolphins did that i think that is true um why wouldn't you go get a guy like Burrow if you could have got him when you had the chance to? So it makes sense. But, yeah, it, it sucks that Burrow's not on the Dolphins right now. It sucks that we're not playing in the Super Bowl. I mean, that's what every fan base wants to be mm-hmm. in. So Absolutely. Tim? Uh, circling back to Eli Apple, I've got I've got a, a, a quake take. A quake right? take? All right, take, let's Take quake. Eli Apple is up there on Twitter in terms of professional hater levels as Kevin Durant. Oh, he's they, he, they are uh, they are tied one A and one B for just professional haters. Oh, he's a troll. I love it. I love it too. I mean, honestly, like if you're going to be a troll, be a troll. Yeah. Like, and he, if you're gonna troll, troll hard, and he does. He really oh, buys into he, it. Eli and Apple's gone full heel. The fact that Eli Hap, Apple hasn't uh, just publicly added Brittany Mahomes or oh, yeah. uh, Jackson Mahomes, shocking yeah. to say the least. Yeah, absolutely. Shocking. I mean, Patrick Mahomes might have to buy like, a bunker to hide his family in yeah. at some point. Hey, let me add to this too. I think Eli Apple is capitalizing really, really well on the position he's in right now. I agree. Because uh, why like why wouldn't you talk as much as you can while you're at the mountaintop? I, I like, agree. It makes the most sense. I agree. And he's actually playing well. And you know what? I feel as a media company, I need to get out in front of some rumors that are going to come out. I, I just I need to admit I did take a piss on a Patrick Mahomes jersey after the game. You guys want to hear it? No. No, there's no <laughs> need Tim, to play. We already marked these podcasts as explicit. Yeah. We don't need um, to add to I it. got back from where I was watching the game at. 
Um, I found a Patrick Mahomes jersey, and I realized I had to go to the bathroom. And I figured there was one spot I should go on. And no, was definitely not pre-planned. Yeah, I don't like this. I don't like the storytelling. What do you mean? This it, was a fully premeditated no, act. Yeah, this spontaneous. Is, this, this is a premeditated no, act no. of terrorism. Fully premeditated. No, a premeditated do, act of terrorism. If you're gonna against, do it, if you're gonna do it, you own it. Don't do some listen, bullshit spontaneous. That was premeditated. Listen, listen I've you were talking about said, it. You made a lot of promises yesterday that you didn't keep. This was the only one that you listen, kept. Listen, listen. I've always said it. Act like you've been there before. That's all I've been doing. That's all I've act like. Come on. I mean, I looked you dead in the eyes yesterday, along with Tim and probably four or five other witnesses. And based on what you said, you should have a tattoo on your ass right now, or your die. And you don't. You like, made a lot of promises you could have kept yesterday. You kept one, and it was the premeditated decision to piss on that jersey. Listen, it was, and then throw hand soap on it to clean it off. Hey, and I, hang it on the sh- <laughs> and, and hang it on the shower rack for everyone in the world to see. Wes, I hung it on your shower rack. That's cool, right? <laughs> I don't like that. Dude, man. don't act like don't <laughs> act like we don't all have the same shower rack. We don't live in a mansion, dude. We hey, live in a box. Patrick Mahomes. I would love a non-urinated 15 red jersey, please. No, you I'm get, sure you he's can listening. get a Jackson jersey. You can no, get a, Jackson, get, a get a Team Britney shirt. Yeah. She Fact. sold those. Oh wait, they might have sold out, I think, actually. I mean, gosh, they probably just sold fire. out to burn or piss yeah. on. Honestly. Wes, I'm gonna go over to you. Obviously, you've been stuck at home with the old vid nineteen, but we've talked about it all year. Sean Minky, your father is the biggest L.A. Rams fan out there. The L.A. Rams came back and beat the 49ers. What is the vibe in the Minky household right now? Um, I can tell you this. So, as many a couple people know at least, um, my sister is a big Justin Fields fan, so she likes to jump up and down and scream and yell when the Bench Bears are media playing. Athlete, Tiffany. Yep, absolutely. Right? She likes to yell and scream when the Bears are playing. Well, yesterday my mom's sitting there watching the game with my dad and I, and it's right after the Rams uh, – win the game they, they run the last five seconds off and my dad would not stand up and cheer until the last seconds were off he didn't he was not trusting anything that was happening he knew the game was won but he waited they already shook hands and everything and as the last second goes off he jumps up and down and he screamed we're going to the super bowl baby we're going to the super bowl and he's getting all excited my mom looks at him and goes now i know where tiff gets it from and i was like yeah and my dad you know he loves to celebrate that's the way he is he's wearing his cooper cup jersey he's all excited i'm wearing my aaron donald jersey we're all excited. And all I can think to myself is the dichotomy of these two franchises. Wow. What a wow. That are about to play in the Super Bowl is so mind boggling to me, right? Just think about it. The Rams. I don't even, what was it, like $3 billion for their stadium they paid? Yeah. Three or four billion for I the stadium. I want to say right? it was more than that. They pay, they pay uh, Odell Beckham, right? They pay the long term price to bring Matt Stafford in right now. $5.5 billion Von for Miller. SoFi. They pay to get Matt, uh, uh, yeah, Von Miller, Matt Stafford, Odell Beck, like all these dudes. They go pay them to come in, right? They pay Sony Michelle when Cam Akers goes down early. The Bengals, right? Just like take the opposite approach. We're going to build through the draft. No, no, we're going to build through the draft. We're going to bring in veteran free agents that will sign for a lower price. Mike point. Hilton, Eli Apple, like Von Bell, like these guys that are not going to ask for these huge price tags, and they're both in the Super Bowl. Like I heard Pat talk about it earlier today on his show, just the difference between the way that the Rams no are win now, we'll get a Stafford guy that can play in a certain type of offense, we'll build around that type of offense, and we'll go get a bag right now versus the Bengals, which has been this slow process for 33 years since the Super Bowl. And now they're back. They got their guy, Joe Burrow. They got this veteran, smart, savvy 
group of guys leading the way. Like and Jamar it's Chase. incredible to me the two different styles of football that are being played. This new style of spending money versus this old style of we'll build and we'll get there eventually. It's crazy to me. Wes, you said it's been a slow process. I mean, um, I don't even know if it was a process with with Andy Dalton and Marvin Lewis. I mean, we got to the playoffs. There were times when we thought we were going to the Super Bowl, but it was never really anything serious. But I'll tell you what has not been a slow process. Since Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow have been here, they are tied for the quickest turnaround in NFL history from worst record in the league to Super Bowl appearance. That's two years. It took Dude, Joe. He's 4-20 in his first two years. Who does not get fired after going 4-20? Like, that's incredible. I mean, there are guys who get fired for winning eight or nine games in a season, right, Wes? I, Brian Flores, yeah. yes. Yeah, so, I mean, Zach Taylor, he built the culture there. I'm so happy for the Bengals. But let's get back to the Rams. Krab, was there ever a point in this game where you felt like the Rams were out of it? Obviously, they were down multiple possessions in this football yes. game. You thought the Rams were out of it at a point? Uh, yeah, when Sean McVay challenged that uh, mm-hmm. that fumble that absolutely had no reasoning. Uh, lost their last time out. Had them then down 17-7 with no timeouts left. With I think it was about seven minutes left in the game at that point. I thought at that point the Rams were fighting an uphill battle. And then no, 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 the, there was nine minutes left. Nine minutes left. Okay. The enti- yeah, then the very next order. play, they got a stuff on fourth and two, and they were right back in it. So that was really the only time that I thought one of these two teams was really down and out of the game uh, until until Jimmy Garoppolo threw that interception. And let's be real. Tim, the 49ers dropped an interception on this oh. last drive. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Talk about, a, Big talk about literally a gift that uh, – Tart dropped. Yeah, just, just whiskey tart. Yeah, just in, talk in about the a, bread basket. Yeah, missed missed it. Gift. I mean, looked like Stafford this, was thrown to him. Yeah, yes, completely. That's what I you mean, dream of. Yeah, he plays defense for a reason. He said it. He said it in mm-hmm. an interview. Like this is the play you dream of. This is a play I thought of all yeah, week. He, he, he said yeah, that, and he was yeah. like, "I let my teammates down. I dropped." He publicly it. apologized to uh, all San Francisco on Twitter. Yeah, that's like, what you got to do. He's just got to be thankful that. Eli Apple was not his opponent because golly yeah. would Eli Apple oh, have gotten clowned his ass. Oh, oh Eli yeah. Apple would have made sure he knew. Yeah, oh, yeah. Eli Apple would have uh, full troll, my mm. friend, full troll. Yeah. So we don't want to preview too much in the Super Bowl because we got a lot of time. We do. We, we do have, have quite, a lot. We do have quite a lot of time. of time before this Super Bowl, but we all gave. We also have a lot of time to get media passes to go to the Super Bowl. Hey, I forgot Just to tell you guys. I was scrolling. I was scrolling through my um my junk mail today. Oh. And the Titans actually emailed me back and said they couldn't get me a media pass the Thursday before the game. And so I knew all along I just didn't check my junk mail. I don't know why it went to my junk mail. They but say why they couldn't get no, you a No, they just pass? said they're unable to grant my uh Probably my because, request. I mean, if you watch that game, no, they were junk. Yeah. It's true. Okay. Good point, Tim. Good yeah. point. Good so, point. Good point. Good point. We all gave initial score predictions. We're going to post them tomorrow. Just gut score predictions before we give our official ones later. Gut score predictions. Krob, let's start with yours. You had the Bengals 27 to 24 over the Rams. Give me oh. a little bit of a reason why. Well, you know, I look at it. I look at it these ways. Uh, these two defenses have known when to lock in in the playoffs. They've shown that they know when when it gets tough that they can lock up. I think you're I mean, the two offenses are too good to have it be low scoring, but these defenses are they're they are good when it matters. And the Bengals showed that prime opportunity yesterday and the Rams showed that especially in the fourth quarter yesterday against the 49ers they know when it comes down to it that they need to lock up I think the Bengals just pull it out by a touchdown purely or by a field goal purely because of two things um Joe Burrow does not turn the ball over 
as much as Matt Stafford does, and Evan McPherson kicks field goals for the Bengals. That's true. That's all I can say. Evan McPherson kicks some damn good field goals. Game winners. Wes, you had the Rams winning this one, 31 to 27. Give me a little bit of a reason why. We talk a lot about destiny and uh, teams being teams of destiny. Um, for me, Matt Stafford's just, this is his year. Uh, he leaves Detroit. He's 0-3 in the playoffs. He can't beat the playoff guy. He's never won a playoff game. He can't win the big ones. It's all the all the news about him. This year he comes in. Sean McVay goes to his second Super Bowl in, I think it's four years. Stafford is playing some of his best ball ever. And the guy is just, he wins three straight. He's headed to the Super Bowl. And the Rams' defense, we talk a lot about the offensive line of the Bengals not being able to stop a lot. They're never going to face a better defensive line than they're going to face this week in the Rams. They just won't. And the guy that stands out, obviously, is Aaron Donald, right? He played a decent game yesterday, never really had any big moments until the end. He came to play at the end. He shows up at the end. Your best players have to play in the best moments, and I think the Rams players play in the best moments. And I think Cooper Cup's going to have an unbelievable game. I think Stafford's going to play pretty well. I don't think he's going to play insane. I think he might have an interception or two. But I think the Rams' defense is what seals it, and the Rams' defense is what wins them a Super Bowl. See, I disagree completely about your team of destiny. The Bengals are a team of destiny. I mean, they're just absolutely beautiful. Everything they're doing right now screams team of destiny, which is why I have the Bengals winning 24-20. to If they're going to win this game, they're going to have to hold the Rams to 20 points. Lower points for sure. Because that's how they won the game against the Chiefs. If the Rams' offense starts going crazy, then they're not going to win the game because I don't believe the Bengals can win in a shootout in this one. Which is says a lot because the Bengals have one of the most explosive weapons in the NFL in Jamar Chase. And he's going to be against Jalen Ramsey this game. So I think guys like T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd are going to have to step up. Hopefully C.J. Uzama can get on the field. But... I've got the Bengals 24 to 20 because the Bengals are a team of destiny, Wes. Fair. Tim, what was your prediction? Uh, I had Bengals 31, Rams 27. Uh, so this is just pure gut. I, my analysis, the, the way I'm thinking about it would honestly be the Rams if I went in analysis, but this isn't about analysis, it's about gut. And the gut just says the Bengals are playing better football right now. The one thing I'll say about the Rams, they have yet to put together a full, complete game in the playoffs of four quarters of domination. Like, they have not played their best football for four quarters. So, that's the only scary thing. If they can peak, then I think the Bengals could could get ugly. But right now, I just got a feeling that Joe Burr and the boys, they got too much momentum. Eli Apple's Twitter fingers are too hot. They're so hot. I just, there's just no... So hot. Too hot. That's the only reason I can really say the Bengals are going to win, just because pure momentum and gut, and that I think that they're just a, a, a grittier football team. They got guys with grit, like Drew Sample. He's got grit. Stop. He's got grit. He has a lot of grit. Bennett. They put the gritty. He has no skill. They but put grit. the gritty in gritty. He has to have Facts. grit. That's the only reason he can be on the roster. Because yeah. he has nothing else to all, offer. He, he has all, nothing. All else he to does offer. is he puts his head down and he blocks. Uh, he got a catch yesterday. Tim, show some respect. He did get a catch. Listen, all I'm saying, Wes, we can disagree all we want. But the thing that just always sticks out for me in the Bengals is they just keep winning games that they're not supposed to win. 
You there? Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah. I don't, was that a question or was that? <laughs> I was just saying we can disagree. I'm just saying that they just keep oh. winning games that they're not supposed to win. Hey, hypothetically, I'd love if they keep winning these games they're not supposed to win. Absolutely. To I fair, would too. To be fair, the Bengals and the Rams aren't all that different when you think about winning games they're not supposed I to win. I thought you literally just went on and on about how different these two teams were. Yeah, you did. Winning games they're not supposed to win. Oh. Yeah, it's they're the first Super Bowl different. in NFL history when both teams in it are four seed or below. Yeah, fun fact. I mean, yeah, just think about it. They were both supposed to beat their first-round matchups. They both do. After that, they weren't supposed to win until, I guess, this week when the Rams were supposed to beat the 49ers, who they haven't beaten the last six times they played them. Um, so. Also, second Super Bowl ever where it's two number one overall picks at quarterback. Yeah. Joe Burrow has a chance to be the first player ever to win a Heisman, national championship, and a Super Bowl in three years' time. Are you, Is there a part of you that's afraid where it's like, I the, mean, I would bang- like, where, like to this say could it's be, two and a half. Where the, the Bengals are just like, might never go back. Third party, it's afraid where it's like, this could be like a, a Aaron Rodgers type deal where he makes the Super Bowl once and then just never sees it again. No, absolutely not. The Bengals have everything in-house to become a dynasty. Not I'm, true. Not a line. You don't have a line. Exactly. So, But they've got, what do the Bengals have? They have a quarterback. We saw the yeah. Chiefs. Offensive linemen want to go play for the Chiefs yeah, no, because right. they want to block for Patrick I just Mahomes. meant because you said they have everything in-house. They do have oh, yes. literally everything in-house I except meant, an offensive I line. I meant the most important things. Yeah. Obviously, and offensive and line is very important. What did you say, Wes? I said and an indoor practice facility. They That's don't need true. a damn That's indoor <laughs> practice Dude, facility. Dude, think of – you guys might have gone – 13 and 4 if you had an indoor practice facility. I'm just going to be honest. No, I agree. I'm just going to be honest. Today on NFL Network, they said while the Bengals are outside practicing, the Rams are practicing in Southern California for the next two Fun weeks. fact, uh, Bengals home team in the Super Bowl. Yes, they are the in home SoFi, team. In SoFi, they are the yeah, home they team. Yeah, they have I the Rams locker a, room. I find that electrifying. Wes, if you drop another free ad for a show or a program that is not bench press media. I said NFL Network. That's not a program. It I is. It's, it's, it's a network. network. It's a network. It's not bench okay, press I'd media. I'd love for bench press media to be put on NFL Network. I would too. I'd love to talk to Rap at NFL Network. Okay. We could we could ask Rap all about uh, Jim Harbaugh to the Dolphins. Yeah, Harbaugh to the Dolphins, Wes. <laughs> I that's so false. Oh, so many uh, reports have called that out as being false. But what if? But what it. what happens if uh, if he does go there? What will you do? He he won't because but, but Stephen it, Ross but, said in his first press conference that he will not take Jim Harbaugh out of Michigan. Do we want to? So very happy. Do we want to chat real quick about actual head coach hirings like Eberflus? I yeah, mean, I don't do think it. have yes. they reported yes. McDaniel's like a hundred percent. That's what I thought. Okay, so Eberflus, McDaniel's. Have we had anyone else signed? I think since yeah, our last Dable. episode, Dable goes to the Dable Giants. as well to the Giants. Yeah. Yeah, Hackett, Hackett, yeah. Okay, all four. Yeah, okay. Well, running the them off quickly. I like Hackett to the Broncos. I think that entices Rodgers and Devontae Adams to go there, potentially. It definitely increases their odds. Uh, Dave Wall and Daniel Jones, talk about scared. Um, <laughs> I'm more of the, I like Dable because of potential use of Saquon Barkley in a new system. I, I think Saquon's gotten lost in the offense and lost in kind of the league. People have forgotten about Saquon, it seems like. So I think him getting a fresh start with a really good offensive-minded coach and Dable is a really good fit for him. Tim? Yeah, but, like, what running back under Brian Dable has done anything good? Like, Devin Singletary hasn't been great. No, no, no. We want to talk about running. Look at what Brian Dable did with Josh Allen, a running quarterback. Look at what he's about to do with the best running quarterback in the NFL. Stop. Like it's about I was to get say, Joe Burrow is playing the that, Super Bowl, also, man. So also look at his Alabama teams that he had. Like, just like Najee, he had there. He's had guys like, um, oh my God, I'm blanking on the guy right before Najee. Come on, Bo Scarborough was there. Yep. Josh Jacobs, Cowboy was legend, there. Bo Scarborough. Josh Jacobs, thank you. That's what I was trying to think. Cowboy of. Josh legend, Jacobs. Bo Scarborough. Mm-hmm. Like guys that can, guys that are elusive, like 
just types of things like that that I think he could do a lot with. Um, the so fact yeah, Bo Scarborough isn't uh, in the league is shocking. That dude is an, was an animal in college. You know I think he's on a practice squad right now. I think he was on the Dub. Saints practice squad, if I'm not mistaken. My favorite hire was definitely Josh McDaniels. It was time he got out of New England, and I think the Raiders is a perfect fit for him. I think he's going to do great things with Derek Carr. Absolutely. But... Now that we're done with NFL talk, we got to transition into college basketball. Absolutely. For sure. I know you know Josh McDaniels. I know my favorite team, the Kentucky Wildcats. Holy WS. Oscar Sheboy? I told you. I you you have little faith. <laughs> I want to call Bennett out right now in front of the entire world. Okay? I hypothetically sent on I think it was Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Hey Bennett, I'm going to put blank amount of money on Kentucky tonight. Go Cats. What's Bennett's response? No tie tie, no topping. My response? Doesn't matter. They got big O. Dude, I did. He sent a big O gift. He sent a big O gift. I didn't think think tie tie or topping were playing. They both played. That was the big reason why. But, dude, I'm telling you, Oscar Sheboy is the National Player of the Year. Sheboy is definitely up there for National Player of the Year. But, you know what? Kentucky moves to number five in the AP pool. I'm fired up. They jump your Duke Blue Devils. Yeah, absolutely. We're not playing well, but we're winning games. And that's all you can ask for in college basketball. You know who's about to get ranked, or should be ranked already. Who should have been ranked for weeks. Ohio University men's basketball. The Bobcats. The Bobcats. Absolutely. Joining us now in the studio. Tim, get the clap sound effect going. Josh McDaniel, Ohio men's hoop. Let's cop it up. Let's cop it up. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Good, good. Crop starters off here. You know... Just full transparency with the listeners. I've known Josh for, I think, since I was in eighth grade. No, seventh grade. So that's a long time. I'm getting old. You are getting old. You're an old man. And I've played with him in high school, and now he's D1, and I'm sitting here at a podcast table. Hey, we got so in- we've gone down different paths of life, I would say, <laughs> athletically. But you made a point earlier. We're a team that should be ranked, the Ohio University Bobcats, absolutely. Um, I believe tied for first in the MAC or maybe second. I don't know how the tiebreakers work. Um, but, yeah, this dude is a freaking D1 athlete, and he joined the roster this year. My first question for you, Josh, how does it feel to get the, uh, the elevation from manager to, to roster member? I mean, first, I mean, it's a dream come true. I mean, I've been dreaming about this for as long as I can remember, especially when I, like, Decided that basketball was what I wanted to do. I mean, that's that was the goal. the The next step was uh, let's make it to the Division One level. Let's play college basketball, and uh, make something happen. So, I mean, coming here, uh, you know, it was just it was a big step for me. Uh, you know, I had D two, D three schools interested. Just didn't really seem like a fit for me. Came here for school. Um, couldn't say no to the game. Went, tried out, and. Uh, you know, it's just been a long road. Manager has been awesome. Um, worked with some great, great people um, along the way. And uh, now it's just made that step. It's amazing. Absolutely, man. We're, I know personally when you FaceTimed me and told me the news, I was pumped for you. And then lo and behold, what was it, two weeks later, you check in your first game. It was electric. We just got out of the mm-hmm. studio when, yep. we, when we saw that you were in the game. It was uh, we were pretty fired up as a group. Absolutely. Yeah, what was the feeling like checking in for your first game? I mean, it was, uh, like, can I cuss on here? Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Was, <laughs> I mean, it was fucking terrifying. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've been, I haven't played, like, 
you know, against like talent like that in so long. And like, I mean, I was only in there for a short amount of time, but like, I mean, on a stage like that where there's fans and stuff, I mean, it, you know, it's been since high school since I've, you know, experienced that. And so getting out there was like really nerve wracking. You're like, ah, don't fuck up. Don't fuck <laughs> up. But uh, at the end of the day, like, I mean, I'm, I'm blessed and I'm honored that uh, I've been given this opportunity. Um, and it was, I mean, it didn't take it for anything. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You played in practice, right? Did you play the whole time in practice or was it just recently? So, yeah, ever since, so freshman year, um, we had a different coaching staff and um, I didn't really do much there besides like rebound and help the guys work out and uh, some of the behind the scenes stuff. And then uh, when Bowles came in, um, Bowles was a big proponent in uh, like the scout team purpose and uh, mm. preparing our guys, running the other team's actions and like really getting our guys prepared for the game that weekend. Uh, so, you know, they thought I could be of some use and I stepped in there a sophomore and uh, been doing that since, you know, since then. We got a question here. You know, we are big fans of managers here at Bench Press Media. Absolutely. We got a couple. We got Max Meyer at Xavier. Then obviously, we got Casey Crawford. Is there a chance we see Casey Crawford put on a uniform? You know, maybe take a shot here. Hey, I mean, I would love for uh, shout out Craw Daddies, what we call him. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that. I mean, I gotta give credit to him. I mean, he's uh, he's worked his way up. He's he's a hell of a guy. Um, you know, I'm gonna be rooming with him next year, so it'll be fun. But um, love go. that guy. Uh, he works his ass off every day. Um, you know, I'm so glad to call him a friend and a co colleague. Yeah, let's talk about the next couple of games. Obviously, we got Ball State tomorrow. Then we go at home still against Eastern Michigan, at home against Western Michigan. You don't want to call it an easy stretch because, you know, it's conference play. Anything can happen. But those are three games that OU should win. And then you go to Toledo for a rematch. What's that game going to be like at Toledo? I mean, that, that game is everything for us. I mean, the most important game is the game that we have now. Um, mm -hmm. You know, one game at a time, Ball State, um, take care of business there, and then on to the Michigans. But um, that Toledo game is something we uh, collectively as a group, um, staff, players, um, everybody been just really itching to get back there and, uh, you know, show them what we're about. Wes, we've got you at home with the vid. We mentioned it already. That's the reason Josh can join us. What do you got for Josh back home in Westerville? Yeah, so uh, Josh and I go way back as well. He's one of my uh, neighbors back here at home. Um, and we used to play pickup ball a lot, and I was called Weston <sighs> Snipes. Uh, no I way. The, yeah, I was one Snipes. of the greatest pickup shooters of all time. And I, yeah, Josh, no, no, no. he called me, me Weston Snipes. This kid, man, I mean, he would just, eyes closed, just pull it and cash. <laughs> I was a hooper, dude. Hey, as someone, who's, as someone who's seen Wesley Snipes in action, my friend, much better on an uneven driveway basketball court oh, yeah. than a flat surface one. Listen, we played out on a... What is that? East Greens Courts? South, 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 Green. South, South, South Greens Green. Courts outdoor last year. And that was the first time I ever got to see you. I guess now we're calling him Wesley Snipes play <laughs> basketball. <laughs> Man, uh, he did not stick around on the court very long. I think Krav and I were out there playing under the lights and Wesley Snipes played about a game or two then called it quits. Yeah, man. I'm uh, keeping it back a little bit in the basketball world. But anyways, um, one guy that's not been keeping it back a lot, Mark Sears. Having quite the breakout year this year. Uh, shooting 41% from three, 91% from the line, 48% from the field. I put him in my top five players in the country in my uh, very biased list. Yes, very um, biased Top five list. players in the nation. <laughs> we see him it. But Josh, on an honest note here, like Sears is playing really well this year. Like, Can you speak to his performance and like how much he's matured and grown over the past couple of years in the system? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the kid's a worker. Uh, you know, I've gotten closer with Mark. Um, 
you know, I, unfortunately, I couldn't be there last year due to some COVID issues. Um, but, I mean, the kid, you know, he, he's really come into his own. And, I mean, I've seen him countless hours in the gym just putting up, I mean, thousands of shots. I'm not kidding. Like, those numbers are up there. Um, but the kid, like, genuinely takes the game of basketball seriously. I mean, it means everything to him. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm super excited to call him a teammate and a friend. Um, but the kid's a dog. I know one of Tim's favorite players on OU's basketball team, Jason Carter. Tim, <laughs> former Musketeer. You know, he went Bobcats, Musketeers, back to Bobcats. Tim. Quite the cycle. Yeah. Jason Carter, give me some thoughts on him. Uh, Jason Carter, uh, uh, he's a Bobcat now, that's for sure. That is for sure. Uh, he was at Xavier. He was a really good in the MAC, very good in the MAC, came to Xavier a couple years, and now he's back. Is. Is Jason Carter the real deal in the MAC? Oh, for sure. I mean, Jason to all of us is like a dad. <laughs> <laughs> it gotta I, be. I love it's that true. guy. But uh, I mean, his experience is everything. I mean, he's uh, he was put into a, a role early when he came here. I remember, and uh, you know, going to Xavier and stepping on that bigger stage. Um, it, you know, it definitely he he grew a lot. And coming back here and bringing that knowledge to us and just helping us win games. I mean. No, that, that kid is good and uh, got to love his fade away. We got we to gotta talk about BVP real quick. Is there a reason he doesn't go by Bennett? I mean, Bennett seems like a pretty cool name to me, but he's just I got just a lot going... of questions about BVP. Yeah. He's like the most interesting man in Athens. <laughs> he really Absolutely. is the most interesting yeah. man in Athens. Yeah, BVP. Do you guys call him B? What do you call him around the team? I mean, we call him uh, a lot of things. Uh, BVP for sure. BV, uh, Bennett. Um, yeah, there we go. I don't know where. Uh, I don't know where BVP originally like who dubbed it. Um, mm -hmm. I just as long as I've known him, we've just always called him that. Um, but he, that man is a goofy man. Crab, what do you got about BVP? Yeah. You know, I got a couple questions. One's about BVP. Like I mentioned earlier, right? That we've played together before in the past. So, like, who's the better teammate, right? BVP or me? Oh, I mean, Krab, and be brutally you, honest, Crab, you were uh, stellar, man. I mean, <laughs> some would say I, some would say when I was a seventh grader that I delivered the absolute most executed high fives for Josh McDaniel and the rest of the Westville Central freshman basketball team. I was team. gonna say the yeah. best part about you is we know you're not stealing minutes from anyone. Absolutely no. not. <laughs> yeah, no, you'll see it if you ever see a picture. He won the freshman basketball championship his freshman year in high school. I am in that picture. I was there. Don't oh, you sure. worry. I Couldn't was there when Dylan Needs hit the game-winning shot. Exactly. Couldn't have done it without you, man. I mean, you're a huge integral part to Imperative. that. Imperative. <laughs> was was Wayno his coach? Uh, Wayno, oh. assistant coach. Uh, uh, Dallas Mavericks shooting coach Peter Patton, head coach absolutely. of the Westville Central uh, yes. freshman team. Shout out Wayne and Peter. So I'm going to take his non-committal answer yeah. as that I was the better teammate. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to take it as BVP, <laughs> but that's all right. You believe what you need to believe. And then um, I got another question that sort of relates to the fact that we're both from Westville. Ben Roderick. He played it all in Tangibility, right? That was that was in our oh, yeah. conference back oh, yeah. in the day. Is it? Do we ever get a little frosty? Is that rivalry ever come back? Because oh, I know I know um, we shared some heated games, especially especially your junior and senior seasons back yeah, at Westville well, Central. We definitely talked about it. I, you know, I had to I had to let him know that I dogged him. Uh, no, but we definitely talk about like getting switched on to each other and guarding each other. Uh, you know, back in the day. Uh, you know, I make fun of him for his haircut, but uh, he's moved on from those days. <laughs> but uh, no, we love bringing it up and talking about it. But we're good buds now. Let's think back to the team last year, obviously. We won a tournament game against Virginia. You know, some people don't like going to smaller schools because you, we're not fighting for national championships mm -hmm. all the time. But I think OU's basketball team showed last year, you gave us a win in a national media stage. We are going to storm the streets and throw a party. What kind of motivation is that 
playing this season? I mean, the the fans were everything. Just seeing, like, you know, the fact that we couldn't have people in the arena last year mm -hmm. and uh, the amount of support we still got. And, uh, I mean, yes, I remember as soon as we won, seeing those videos and just, like, being there and stuff and, like, witnessing all that was, I mean, absolutely incredible. I mean, we've seen it this year. Like, the fans have been nothing but stellar. Um, you know, they come out every game and show, show love on social media and they're, they're loud and proud. And uh, it's just got to keep filling the convo up, man. I mean, it's great to see it. Um, blossoming like that again in full um let's keep filling it up let's sell out a game this year i want a packed house packed house against emu we might oh, have to hey, some would say we're officially officially a basketball school because yeah. not only are they they playing really well right now women's basketball is playing really well yes, cc just became the all-time leading scorer in the mac it's huge OU is a basketball school. I'm we saying it right now school. live on the podcast. And we know how we feel about the OU men's football coaching staff. Or yeah. Why did I say men's football? Like there's <laughs> yeah. women's football. We know how we feel about the OU football coaching Not staff. Not the we're, biggest fan on this we're podcast. Gonna, we're going to talk no. about that later on. Coach but we Kevin do Charles love the OU men's back. basketball coaching staff because yes, Coach Bowles is absolutely yeah. electrifying. Absolutely. Uh, circling back to Coach Bowles, how did you figure out you're going to be walking on? Was there like a big surprise? He just come up to you and tell you, like, what's the story behind that? No. Uh, so we just kind of had some spots available um, and just – the opportunity presents itself. Um, I they had they obviously saw something in me that I um, that they thought would be helpful towards the team, and um, they definitely um, just reached out to me. And it was it was a little bit of a longer process due to like just getting registered, getting cleared medically, and doing all that stuff. But uh, it was just a slow process. No one officially had said it. And then, you know, I remember going in the first day of practice and finally putting on that uh, practice jersey and uh, sitting there on my first day of film. And the uh, coach was just like, yep, we're going to have Josh on. And uh, it was just like, at that moment, it was like, cool. It was like, it actually hit me. And I was like, damn, this is really happening. It's huge. It's awesome. They need to get you a headshot. Like a headshot needs need to be taken. Yeah, I'm, tired of, I'm tired of looking at the roster and seeing a bunch of nice faces of all our basketball players and then just a gray body. I agree. So they recently just took them, and uh, I've just kind of been hiding them. Uh, definitely not the best look for me. Uh, <laughs> right after practice, uh, they're like, yeah, you got to go take pictures. I was like, uh, my hair is just, no. And they're like, we don't at least you're honest. Yeah, yeah. they're like, no, go in there and do it. I was like, oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> Nothing but honest. Hey, Josh, obviously you've been living in Athens for a long time now. Joe Burrow's been putting on for the Cincinnati Bengals. Is it easy to root for the Bengals now? You, are you a Bengals fan at all? I am not. I'm actually a Browns fan, and uh, so we're we don't have to go down that road. But uh, I mean, just I mean, he. I mean, I, I I love Joe Burrow. I mean, he's shown nothing but love back to Athens, obviously where he's from and stuff. But I mean, the kids just. I mean. I have nothing but respectful. I have admiration for him. And, uh, you know, he's a role model in some senses of how he, like, after his season with his knee, I mean, he comes mm -hmm. back and he's just dogging it. And he's been nothing but, like, respectful, too. He's You know, he doesn't talk a bunch of shit. He just does his thing and uh, gets it done. But, I mean, Joey B, man, what a guy. He's an animal. That's, Athens bred. Hey, Joey B, he helped us celebrate last year when we got that yeah, win over did. Virginia. Shout he out to did. CI. And spe speaking of the uh, the March Madness tournament, I got one more question. Okay, yeah, right. absolutely. Get back to it. How excited are you to, you know, go to March Madness? Because I don't want to get ahead whoa, of myself right whoa, now. I don't want to get ahead of myself. We got a lot of basketball. Yeah, we've said it. OU deserves to be ranked. I have no doubt in my mind that we're going to finish the season off the correct way. I like the confidence. I have no doubt in my mind. I'm looking at the rest of the schedule, and I'm just like, absolutely, we should win every game remaining. And I know that's not necessarily possible, or not necessarily like the most confident bet in the world, but hey, we're 16-3 and for a reason, my friend. We got... A testament to that record sitting right here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't in the back of all of our minds. And you know, we're trying to get back there. Um, obviously, first, it's you know, winning the MAC, winning the MAC championship, and uh, 
getting these games out of the way here um, coming up. But, no, I mean, not being able to go there last year, um, I would have been able to, but due to COVID, um, kept me at home. So I'm excited to be there just regardless of whether it was being a manager or now a player. But, you know, thinking about it now, it's just like I'm excited for, you know, the travel and the excitement around it and uh, really showing ev the everybody what Ohio basketball is about on the world stage. Absolutely. I love that. Wes, what do you got over there in Westerville? Yeah, just uh, Josh, question. You're number 24 this year. Um, is there any thought maybe as to why uh, you're number 24, or was that just the jersey you selected? And I mean, like, who's like your icon, basketball guys? A lot of guys, it's Kobe, right? Yeah. Who's your, uh, who's your icon? To be honest, it's the jersey, the fit. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm trying it's to the jersey, the fit. Yeah, I'm trying to cut down on some weight, but uh, no, yeah. So it's just a blood jersey. It's the jerseys we had available, and uh, but you know, when I was handed the jersey, it it did. It gave me some time to reflect and. Uh, Kobe has been a big idol of mine, and I've always looked up to him as a kid. And, uh, you know, I, I've tried to take a lot from his words and his game and stuff. But so wearing the 24, it was actually my freshman year jersey. I was about to say that. I had yeah. a, I had a recognition of you wearing 24. And that and freshman year is when I, like, officially took off and, you know, realized to myself that I was good at basketball. So it's kind of nostalgic for me, and uh, I'm excited to be wearing it. You know, Rob said you guys won a freshman basketball championship, so maybe that's a little – Precursor to number twenty-four, Josh. Hey, yeah, you know, that's something he's that's championship. something he's got over everyone at this table. The freshman <laughs> basketball championship. I never won a freshman basketball. Neither did I. But you know what? Not, we're looking not to a do? freshman championship. You know what we're looking to do? We're looking to win an intramural basketball championship. We are. Yes, we are. We got a big game tonight. We Huge. Are. There we go. Big Huge. game tonight at eight p.m. Crab, uh, let's talk hoops real quick. Absolutely. First game, or I shouldn't even say first game, first scrimmage of the season, 17 points for Cameron Robinson. I don't know where. Some would say after three years of a hiatus. I mean, you came A lot out. like Josh, I came back. You came back shooting. <laughs> then let's get to the first real game of the season. Zero many, points. Yeah. Uh, about yeah. 0 for 14 from the field. I wouldn't say 14. I'd say more like, more like 9 or 10. Still not great. No. Although I did out I did out rebound in a six eight kid like six or seven times. And for that, that's a moral victory higher than anything. And... <laughs> All I really care about, I took a charge in the first game. And that's the most that's fundamental scrimmage. basketball yeah. thing you can ever do. And, you know, let's talk. Shout out Coach Todd Minnie instilled it in my brain. Let's talk injury report. How's the finger? Uh, finger's looking nice. A little bit of a scare last week. You know, I, I did break my finger junior year of high school. Uh, the other finger, my index finger, last week, swollen and purple beyond belief. It was yeah. a little bit of a scare. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I had a little bit of PTSD back to that winter night in my junior year of high school. Um where my second JV season was ripped away from me due to nerve damage in my finger. Uh, second JV season. Absolutely, absolutely tough. We yeah. love that. And that Yikes. that finger actually kept you from getting some Fortnite victory royales too, uh, right? That it night, did. It most it definitely really did, did uh, affect the rest of my evening, I will say so myself. Uh, woke up the next morning refreshed, rejuvenated. We've had a long week of rest and recovery, yeah. and, and God damn it, am I ready to get back at it tonight. You're damn right. <laughs> you are damn I have a right. long basketball resume that I'm excited to add to with our second intramural game tonight. You well, know? hey, I don't want to get ahead of us, but obviously, we got three home games coming up for OU men's hoops. Maybe Bench Press Media tries to get a little media pass down there. <sighs> Wouldn't that get, be I'm working nice. on it. Get down on the floor, you know, get some all all exclusive interviews. I think it could be something fire. Yeah, I need a I need to see a table. Like you guys get your own set. Yes. Okay. I love that. Yes. Put in a word for us. Yeah, oh, please. I definitely will. We've actually got some photographers working for us. I think we could arrange a better headshot for you. Maybe when you are well and ready, you've got the hair nice and ready yeah. to go. Yeah, hey, we some got some ins now in the basketball ring. We got him and Crawdaddy. I mean, let's yeah. go. Yes, we're calling him Crawdaddy. Yeah, he's, Absolutely. he's officially Absolutely. Crawdaddy. Absolutely. Thank Put you for that website. information. Oh, you're welcome. Crawdaddy will be coming I on the show it. shortly. 
Uh, before we wrap up this episode, we got to circle back. Obviously, the big thing going on in the sports world is the Super Bowl. Bengals, Rams. We already talked about Joe Burrow. You're a Browns fan. Who are you rooting for in this one? I'm hopping on the bandwagon, baby. Joey B. Let's yes. go. Yes. Give me a score prediction. It. I'm putting you on the spot. Ooh. I know it's early. <laughs> I know it's early, but hit me with the score. We've had everyone who's been on the show That's give true. some guest picks. We need to hear a score prediction. 36-27 Bengals. Wow. Nine-point win. Woo-hoo-hoo. Joey B, Joe Franchise, January Joe, Joe Shiesty, Joe Burr. It goes on and on and on. <laughs> you know, he hits the gat. Hey, that's that Athens. That's that Athens, brother. It's the Athens yeah. blood. Do you think he sends the CI some $500 shot bills one more time? <sighs> you know. Obviously, that was not us because... Hey, victory parade in Athens for Joey. We, we were just observing. Yeah. We were watching, of course. Oh, we, from, we from outside, of yes. course, yeah. Naturally. We saw from our window. We exactly. don't partake in any of that. Nope. Never. <laughs> no, not at all. Not, not, at even, all. not hey. even hypothetically. Hypothetically, Joe Burrow does not need to give me any money because he's already hypothetically given me enough throughout the year. So <laughs> you, had, you had a very good, very good very Sunday. Very good Sunday. Some would say hypothetically I've been on the Bengals train all year. Mm-hmm. Wes, anything else you want to add before we wrap up this episode here? I just can't wait to play some basketball with Josh again. I can't wait to get my shots back up. <laughs> when are you? When yeah, are you playing you basketball? Are, you are an hour. Oh, by the way, I guess we didn't. I guess we didn't tell Josh. Wesley Snipes uh, still in retirement. He is officially the head coach yeah. of wow. the intramural basketball team. Congratulations, Wes. Thanks, man. <laughs> I've been through a lot. I think my best teammate ever I've ever played with has been Josh. When he plays me, something about a six-five kid against a bunch against uh, against a bunch of six six-foot maybe kids, uh, he tends to dominate. So. Wes, yeah. well, he is D1, Wes. That's kind, of, kind of a big advantage. Yeah, you know, it's a bit. Wes. <laughs> yeah, he's like 6'5", 250. What are you going to do? Wes, you wore a suit for our first game. Now that you're back home, have you been looking through the closet at all? Are there any suits you're looking to bring back to Athens, you know, to up the drip a little bit? Yeah, I got a couple lined up. Hypothetically, the championship game has quite the suit coming with it. But um, oh, we'll play on that. Hey, I love it. We have a comes. deep playoff run incoming. Oh, yeah, we do. Absolutely. We do. I already got my ring size fitted, so we're ready to go. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, this has been Episode 7 of Chapter 2 of Bench Press Media. Josh, can't thank you enough for joining us. This was something new for us. We loved it. First ever in-studio interview. You're going yeah. down in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you're right? in the Hall of Fame. Me, we keep throwing Hall of Fame around. I yeah. forgot we have one. We're, we're, yeah. to, we might <laughs> we have to add it to the website. I yeah. guess. Josh on the Mount Rushmore. And yeah, I have a feeling sure. this won't be the last time he's in the studio either. No. Oh, no. And I'll tell you this right now. Crawdaddy's coming to the studio. Oh, absolutely. Oh, we might need to get them in here together. Yeah. Yes. We need oh, that. yeah. We do need that. We need like a full sit down. We need some program stories. We need some bowl stories. Wes, can you stay in COVID for another month or so so we can get that say you, for that to happen we need two of us to get in COVID protocols and uh i'm clear for 90 days so who's taking one for the team i'm cleared too i had it over one all right damn tim, and tim out us. of the studio <laughs> guys we can't thank you enough for listening tim love you guys